Hey JD Tribe and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight where it's not just about bubble baths and massages but getting to the heart of what it really means to live your best life against the backdrop of everyday life. I interview inspiring and authentic women who are just as likely to meditate as they are to curse but they are committed to practicing self-care and living their truth and we are sharing that collective wisdom with you. This podcast is brought to you by The Journal Deck and our Self-Care Collective online membership, which is now open for April enrollment, now through Sunday, April 8th. This month's theme is goals. On the podcast, we have been dedicated for a year to practicing real talk self-care. And this SCC membership seeks to help you do just that with all of my favorite self-care tools on one easy-to-use platform. You can find details at thejournaldeck.com forward slash self-care collective. And with all of that being said, I am extremely excited here, guys, to announce that next week on April 10th, we will have our one-year podcast anniversary. So in honor of that, this week we are doing part one of two podcast reflection episodes. First up, this week, I sit down again with my friend and first spotlight guest ever, Vanessa Cecchio, a.k.a. Bachata and Barbells. I thank all of you from the bottom of my heart for listening every week to myself and these dynamite women speak their truth on living an authentic life full of self-care. Be sure to tune in next week from my personal reflections on launching a podcast that I didn't even intend to create. I'm your host and founder, Alyssa Cousins. And today, we have Vanessa Cecchio, fitness gypsy, off-the-roof writer, lover of moving and feeling strong. Vanessa's focus is to empower her clients and show you your true potential. Whether it be doing your first pull-up, hitting a squat PR, or feeling confident enough to walk into the gym alone, her promise is to be by your side and give you a fist bump when you need it. Vanessa is currently a Lululemon ambassador, a a contributor for Hoboken Girl, a pit bull mama to Nola and Frankie, and a coach at Intrepid Gym and Work It Out in Hoboken, New Jersey. And with that, welcome Vanessa back to the podcast. Hello, hello. You are back. You are our first ever repeat guest. You realize that? It's so crazy to think that. (laughs) Yeah. It was a year ago that we talked. Yeah, it was, like I said before we hit record, almost a year ago to the day. This is, we're recording this on April 2nd, and it was April 4th that I officially had like put this on the website we weren't even on iTunes yet Vanessa like yeah no it was like super raw super new when you did it it was we were you're right it was raw it was just (laughs) the basics yeah it was like you lived only on my website like I it was so like I feel like it was like so elementary in 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 comparison like in podcast world that was like so different uh-huh. when I started and um now we're here almost to the day a year later you're our first repeat guest this is like part 1 of a two part series here just like reflecting on 
a year of podcasting and like a year of self-care too. Yeah, yeah. I think about how much has changed since that year. You know, what has evolved since that year. Heck yeah. I mean, that's that's what's kind of, I think, cool about like anniversaries for anything. Is that you can look back and just be like, whoa. I mean, one year, shit changes. I mean, even like a couple months, things change. Like Mm -hmm. tomorrow, your whole life could change. I mean, it's, it's. That that part I think is wilding me out right now, and thanks for coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. So let me think. Your episode was called "Hustling with Hearts." That was the name of your episode. Yes. And I still think that fits you. I still think that's finesse. Like that's still you. I think in so many ways. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. I think my um. My definition of hustle has definitely changed. So I think my relationship was, with hustle has changed. Um, In what way? Because I did listen to your podcast again, just so I had notes, like, I, you know, so I could yeah, reflect. Yeah. Well, you know, how I do you see, think? I see hustle. And when you first, I, don't, I guess you could say when you first start to do it, it's just like, hit the ground running, go, 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 do as much work as you can, be a yes woman, like get it done, all of that. And now it's like my hustle is different. I, I choose where I put my energy. Um, I choose where I don't put my energy, you know, like what I hustle for is kind of like at my own pace, which is nice that I can do that because I've kind of built a, built a business to be able to do that. But at the same time, I've learned that I can do it that way. I don't have to be a yes woman to everything. Um, I don't have to be running around 24-7 to make my business successful. It's not about, like, I love the quote that it's something like, your your worth is not defined by your productivity, or it's something like that. Mm. Um, I feel like hustle has had a relationship, or like in the past few years, hustle has had a definition of, you are only going to be successful if like you hustle all the time. And if you're super productive all the time, like it's not like that. It's, it's not like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's something that, whoa, I'm having another flashback here. This, what we, what you just said, (laughs) because whenever, yeah, whenever you, when I recorded with you about that hustling with heart episode, I wrote a blog post about, the idea of of hustling changing and basically doing exactly what you just said you know like it doesn't have to always be defined only by how productive you are how much you're getting done like what about i love how you said that like can it also be can us can hustling also be about like the things that you're choosing not to do like, yeah, I mean, the, you know, there's situations, there's, I think in regards to like class schedule, like you and I were talking about before, like, there's some classes that I just know, like, I will not teach anymore, or like, I don't want to teach anymore, because I want to spend my energy somewhere else, rather than just going through the motions. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like not pushing for something that you feel like you have to do not hustling for something you feel like you have to do because you have to be doing something all the time. It's not, it's not really like that. Mm-hmm. That's like one my word 
which is proving to be, I picked like, you know, how everyone does, like you have words for like a year. Uh-huh. And I had three. And one of them is proving to be the most, like, it's like the forefront. It's like at the the, the, the running word. And that would be spaciousness. Uh-huh. I like that's like, <laughs> that's it. I feel like that's it. Just yeah, creating space. Uh-huh. And like, creating space for nothing, too. Like, it's re- like it's so important. I'm always preaching to my clients and my classes and, like, Alex and the people in my life. Like, you need to create space for doing nothing. Even if that means, like, putting it in your planner where you literally have an hour of nothing, of just sitting there and chilling. Like, that's okay. There needs to be space for that. You know what, Vanessa? You said that in episode, in the first episode. You did. Well, good. I'm glad I'm You're... staying consistent with that. Yes. I was going to say, you are a consistent woman. You, you said, I wrote this down. You said, there's nothing wrong with nothingness. Oh, I like that. I like that quote by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to bring that back and use it again. Yeah, like quote that. Make it a quotable on Insta. For real. There's nothing wrong with nothingness. You said, like, why are we always trying to fill space? Mm. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's true. I feel like, uh, you know, society has kind of made us feel that way. Especially now with, like, social media and everyone knows what everyone else is doing all the time. And, like, Instagram stories. And, like, I feel like the past few weeks I've been going through this mental battle with myself where it's, like, I feel like I am so sick of, so sick of social media, so sick of scrolling. But it's, like, if I don't post or if I don't, put my stories up then like my business is gonna fall behind and I hate feeling like that Mm -hmm. but then it kind of like has snapped a little bit in my head that I don't have to do that I don't have to constantly do that because that's not me like that doesn't align with my vision of how I want to run my business and how I want people to like associate my business with you know what I mean yeah yeah no I totally get it I mean I was even gonna ask you because you had talked about, like, on that first episode that we did, you had talked a little bit about social media. And, um, you know, if I just was reading up, I was reading a post from you uh, not that long ago. And you were talking again about social media and, like, being, like, caught up in, like, fucking algorithms and, and stupid things and being, like, lo- like worrying about, am I getting the same amount of likes or followers yeah, or whatever? Yeah. And just being, like, this is so – this is the opposite of how I want to run my business. This doesn't feel like self-care. Like, what – you know, so I don't know. How do you – how do you balance that? Like, the social media – um, like almost like detox, if you will. Like, how do you personally balance it? Because for you, you do have an online business. Like, how do you find that yeah, balance? It's it's hard. I will be the person to say it's very difficult, and it's like personally, it's difficult. I find myself scrolling sometimes, and I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? I'm not. I'm not even looking at anything. But um, in the past, and I think it's like if I look back. I think it was almost a year ago I did. I literally just for a week, like, went off. Like, you did. Like, I, like, deleted it from yeah. my phone and just got away. But for now on the daily, like, what I try to do, you know, every night I have a 
curfew. So like after 9 p.m., I do not go on social media. After 8 o'clock at night, I don't check my emails. Like I create a schedule for myself where I'm not on social media and, you know, anything that has to do with technology. But like during the day, it's really, it's really hard. Another thing that I like realize it makes a difference for me is when I wake up, I usually have really early mornings. I don't go on social media or my email until like two hours after I've woken up. So after like my first few sessions, then I'll go on. So I kind of like wake up, decompress a little bit for a quick 10 minutes. Um, but just like, it's little things like that that you, you have to do yourself. Like no one else is going to do it for you, especially when you are running a business. Like no one is telling me what rules I have to follow. I have to make them and follow them myself. And that's really difficult sometimes, but they make a huge difference. Like I see the difference in my week that like I go on Instagram when I first wake up, I'll see the difference and I'll literally stop myself and be like, why the hell am I doing this? Like, this is pointless. I really don't care what I'm looking at right now at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like it can wait. <laughs> Yeah, I like. So the, it's just creating little boundaries for yourself. I like the term curfew. Yeah, yeah, it's literally what I give to myself. Yeah, that's I never thought of it with that like terminology, but it is. It's a curfew. Like, okay, eight p.m. No more email. Nine p.m. No more social media. I'm giving myself a curfew. Like, kind of like you got to come home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come back to your center. Come back to your home, which is not yeah. your phone. And it's not your social media persona either. No, like, not at all. Ugh, the whole, oh, I don't know. Like, I feel like social media. <laughs> social... That's how I feel about it sometimes. Just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like, I keep talking, like, social media keeps coming up on the podcast. It's probably come up, oh, God, at least for the past, like, three weeks or something. It's come up on the podcast, like, talking about it in some way. Because that's how we live now, like, and it, it, like, pains me to say that, but that's how we live. That's our generation. That's generations underneath us. Like, that's real life now. Social media is real life, and it's not going away. It's part of how, you know, you think about, like, there are college courses made about social media now. Like, there are positions in, you know, billion-dollar companies that are social media positions it's it's part of the world that we live in now Mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely I mean goodness gracious I was I used to be a social media manager for um this there was a, a company that was based it was like a yoga based company and I did it for a couple years like I would I was a social media manager like that was my title yeah and it's gotten even more and more like <sighs> intense since then I can't imagine yeah, totally I can't imagine actually being a social media manager like as a title now for another if I was doing it for like another company like I do it for myself so that's a little different you know but doing yeah. it for someone else I feel like it's gotten very like the word to me is like intense I just think when I think of social media I think it's gotten a bit intense mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that yeah so I'm not so sure I would want to have that job for another yeah, person yeah I would definitely go nuts. Because you really would have to be, like, analyzing the data and, ooh. Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> I, I'm really, I, if you're, like, a social media manager listening to this, like, good for you. Yes. 
bad props to you. <laughs> the patience that you have in your life. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so I kind of am I'm curious, like, you know, I told you I want to ask you some of the similar questions like that we asked a year ago. Uh-huh. You know, which is funny because a year ago when I started this, I was like asking people the same questions. Almost every like it, you know, for like the first couple episodes, I was asking people like, scripted questions and then eventually I realized that like the magic happened whenever we went off tangent yeah and so I was like well those will be like guiding points and if they happen they happen and if they don't they don't but that's Uh you know change and realizing what works and what doesn't and where you shine and all that fun stuff but with that being said I did have you know some of these basic root questions and so like let's like look back here and I'm gonna see what you say and then I'm gonna tell you what your answer was before a year ago okay okay this is exciting let's do it (laughs) (laughs) okay so a year ago when I asked you the question um what does self-care mean to you I well here you tell me what does that mean to you now and then I'll tell you what it meant to you then so what does self-care mean to you now if I post that question it means taking care of yourself. Like, it's, it literally is right there. Just taking care of yourself and taking time out for yourself to do things for you, whether that's, like, going to a yoga class, whether that's, like, self-care to me is going to the gym and throwing my headphones on with loud emo music and doing squats by myself. Like, that's part self-care, but then also, like, you know, meditating with my crystals and that's self-care and like I started pulling tarot cards that's self-care but then also coming home after a long morning and sitting on the ground and literally rolling around with my dogs that's self-care too so it's like I feel like self-care is very broad but it also what it comes down to is like doing something for you that makes you happy and keeps you aligned so again, you are consistent. Mm. <laughs> you, so said, here. <laughs> you said self-care means putting yourself first so you can help others. Is basically pretty much what you said for the most part, like doing something for yourself. Yeah, you yeah. said putting yeah. yourself first Still so you can help way. others. <laughs> yeah. You said there's a difference between being selfish and taking care of yourself totally is still still agree with that too yeah you had good quotables thank you i have to remember these now to use them (laughs) (laughs) yeah i um which by the way the whole idea that you know that you said like putting yourself first so you can help others like you can't take care of others unless you take care of yourself you are such an aquarius oh my god i am like full-blown aquarius through and through yeah. Like, the older I get, the more I realize, like, I am such an Aquarius. <laughs> like, my characteristics, it's crazy. I never, I never, I, I don't really know a lot of Aquarius women or, or people in general. Uh-huh. And then when I thought about it, while we were having an astrology um, podcast in the SCC, um, and we were talking about the an Aquarius and Aquarius person and the Aquarian age and all of that and I really had to think about like who the hell do I know that's an Aquarius and then I realized like I knew you and you're like one of the only people I know and 
I realized, though, you are very much an Aquarius woman. Like, through and through, you are so, like, unique and you are just so confident in who you are. You are all about, like, helping others um, but you also don't do it at like the sake of burning yourself out too much. Like you're pretty good with your boundaries and you're such a giver too. Like you are that, like you love, gosh, you love animals. Like you just, you know, you've adopted, oh, yeah, you know, they're my, they're my babes. You're two pits. <laughs> yeah. Like you have this big heart, you're a giver, but like you, you know, and you, for a living, you train other people, um, to, you know, be strong, but yet like. You don't, you seem pretty good with your own boundaries. So, um, and like, then you're just also so unique and you're so proud of like who you are and you're so confident in who you are, at least to me as like an outside perspective, honestly, Vanessa, like when I look at you, I see you as this like Aquarius woman who's just confident in who she is and you are unique. You got like, you know, your blue wild hair and... (laughs) You're like <laughs> crazy curls, yeah. you know, like, and, and you're just your crop top on and just kicking ass and doing squats and like, yet you like meditate with your crystals and you'll talk about that and listen to emo music. Like you're very confident and I'm curious for people who were, who were not that way, like, how do you, how do you... How do you feel so confident in who you are? Like, what I, what is I, that? Well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, I don't know. It's just not, you know, being, like, unapologetic for how you are and your strengths and your weaknesses. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there are days. Everyone has days of insecurity. Like, I will be everyone does. If you don't, then you're a liar. Like, and there's definitely days that I feel like that, but I think I like also just like, not that I don't care what people think about me, but I have fully accepted that there will be people that like me and there will be people that don't like me. And that's how I feel too. Like there's going to be some people who I like, there's going to be people who I don't like. And you know, there will be things that people agree with me with and that they don't agree with me with. And that's okay. Like, you know, I think everyone is so, is so caught up with like everyone having to like them and um you don't have to be liked by anyone just be yourself like you have to like yourself because you are the the strongest relationship you're ever gonna have um and I kind of realized that like it's a crazy analogy but my our second dog Frankie that I don't you didn't meet him we didn't have him yet no came to visit he um he is the sweetest boy in the world um he's been through some shit so and he doesn't get along with every other dog the only dog he gets along with is Nola his sister and you know I worked we worked with a dog trainer with him and she said something that just like snapped at me and she said she's like not every dog likes every dog that they meet just like not every human likes every human that they meet and that just like resonated with me so much and it's as to like having the attitude of if you don't like me or if you don't agree with me that's okay I hope that you do it for yourself you know what I mean like you just have to be happy with yourself and what you put out there and how you treat other people and how you can help other people it's super important I think that you know 
paying it forward is very important. Um, being there for people that are there for you is very important. And just always be like, be yourself. I know it's totally a tangent answer, but bottom line is just be proud of who you are. Be un- unapologetic about who you are. Because that's the biggest and most important relationship you're ever going to have in your life. Yeah. Like you said, you have to like you. Yeah, you have to like you. And that's, you know, doing things that make you feel strong and doing things that make you feel good about yourself. Like, that's going to help you feel yourself a little more. Like, become yourself and love yourself a little more. Have you ever had a point where you felt like... You weren't being yourself and you, you like realized it and you like checked yourself? Um, I don't know if I could say there was a point last year where I I wouldn't say that I didn't feel like myself, but I didn't realize that I didn't feel like myself until after. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I just I turned thirty in February and I've never felt more myself or more like comfortable in my own skin than I ever have in my life. But it was, there was never, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm lucky that I've never felt so bad about myself that I felt like a fake or a fraud. You know what I mean? It wasn't until after that I was like, hmm, now is when I feel really good about myself. Mm-hmm. I guess then when I was doing this or acting like that, I wasn't really feeling like myself. Mm-hmm. So why, I'm, I'm, I'm not 30 yet. So I have another, I have another two years until I turn 30. Uh, I'll be 28 in August. So oh, you're a baby. <laughs> you, are, you are not that much older than me. I know. I don't know. And I just say 30. Honestly, to me, age is just a number. Like, yeah. I still feel like I'm 12 years old in my head. But I guess it's like, you know, all my friends are turning 30 and we've all kind of looked at ourselves and then it's like, what do we have going on in these, in these 30 years? Um, and it, whether, who knows, it could have been like, I turned, if I turned 29 this year, it probably would have been the same thing. I've just, I've been taking some steps. I've been doing things that I used to do. Like I've started to write more, which is, I, I love writing. I went to school for writing. It's like a fun fact that a lot of people don't no know. No shit. I went to school for writing. I've always done creative writing and I stopped doing that and I recently started again and I just, I, I love it. I feel like myself again, you know, I, I read more. Um, I move more. I try different types of working out rather than just like the same thing. Um, Mm. you know, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like I've, I've like come back into my own, like things that I used to love that I stopped doing. I've started doing them again and it makes my soul happy. Mm. So it kind of sounds like Maybe, I don't know, is it fair to say that from, like, a year ago, in that year's time, somewhere along the way, you started being even more yourself? Yeah, totally. Totally. I think it comes It comes with evolving. It comes with growing up. It comes with trying different things and realizing what you like and what you don't like. And, you know, it's just, I've always been a believer in, like, just try it. Just try something. See how you like it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And I think going through life and running a business and also, you know, running a business with being involved in other businesses as well, too. You kind of see, I kind of see, like, where my strengths are, where my weaknesses and my weaknesses, where I can grow from them to make them my strength. 
I think it's pretty cool that as you've like become more of yourself, you've started doing that actually through the lens of these like self-care practices actually like reading like you love to read and you've started doing it more um writing like for you that's a part of like self-care routines like you started doing it more again like you know experimenting with other types of moving your body that's like they all are in that self-care bubble oh totally totally and yeah like they're these integral aspects aspects of yourself i think it's cool that it's like through the lens of self-care that that evolution has happened does that make sense yeah no it totally makes sense that's cool that's cool like just like i just they was thinking about that and it sounds like you've like slowed down a little i have and you know what i think that's definitely made me a little not i think i know it's made me not happier but like feel more calm like I still I love the word chaos I've always felt more calm in it but like there's a different type of it now I've definitely learned to slow down I've definitely learned to say no to things um I've learned my boundaries you know like just in thinking about like my business and my schedule like my nights are becoming shorter which is great because that means I have more time to like come home and decompress for the next day like shifting my schedule like that. Um, and also being able to teach other people how to do it. Like I have these two women who work for me and they, I can't say enough good things about them. They're amazing. And I love to be able to like teach them things and how to, how things are run. And you know, if one of them is having a bad day, I'm there for them because I've been through it. So I can tell them like, Hey, try this Mm -hmm. and see if this works better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so that kind of like it was like going through the mentorship was a super humbling experience because it it kind of made me see like what I like what I went through to get to where I'm at and now I'm paying it forward by helping other people do that yeah and guys for those of you that don't know like you know when we launched the podcast she's referring to she created this mentorship program um, through her company Bachata and Barbells and um, that was something that had just started. That she was like, I'm going to create a, mem- a mentorship program and I'm going to end up like build- growing a team. It's not just going to be Vanessa anymore. And uh, that was just starting. Like you had literally were just starting that, I remember. And you reference it in the podcast as like just starting and it wasn't fully launched yet. And you were like going to be taking applications for it. And mm-hmm. now you have two uh, women who are on like Team Bachata and Barbells. Yeah. You yeah. know, which is that's got to be really satisfying for you and, like, proud. Oh, my God, it makes me so proud. Like, seeing the two of them be successful and just, like, grow into their own, I'm, like, a proud mom. Like, I swear I'm a proud mom. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it is – it's cool for me, too. Like, just being your friend and, like wow. – Yeah, I mean, you saw the whole evolution of it. Yeah, it is really – like, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> you you are a really good example of like that you can do you can create a life that you love. You're a good example yeah. of that. You know, and people need to see those examples because I can't tell you how many people, you know, this month in the SEC, like our whole theme in April is goals. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and like when this podcast, wow, like literally this will air and like this week is like, you know, it's like enrollment week, right? For April. And like, we're focusing on goals and Uh people always, I'm sure that they, you hear it too. Like you're so inspiring or like, how did you get there? Or like people so much want to, they want to live a life that lights them up and makes them happy. And, um, you are just a good example. You're a really great example of that. And I think people really do like, we need those people to like look to, to see like this is possible. And yet you're also humble and chill. And, um, that's important too, because you can't act like your shit don't stink either. Yeah, just no, because, because you get somewhere see right through that too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And especially now that you're mentoring other women, you could very easily be like, well, you know, you work under me and whatever, but you're not, you know? And that's also, you know, that Aquarius woman in you too, but I feel like I'm just like showering you with compliments. (laughs) Thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. But even like, you know, it's like little things like this, like, you know, as a boss, you don't have someone, as your own boss, you don't have someone saying to you, like, good job, you're doing great, you're doing a good job, so it's very hard to get caught up in that, and, like, there's moments, like, last week, I had a freak out moment where I was, like, what am I doing, who am I to think that I could help someone, like, I'm not doing a good job, like, blah, 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 in my own head, because that's how we are, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, when you are the one in charge of yourself, you don't have someone to tell you you're doing a good job all the time and it's it's hard to remember that but then at the same time you have to be able to be like all right Vanessa like you're doing great like last week I bought myself a new crystal that was like the most expensive one I've ever bought and I was like you know what you deserve this bitch because you got a new client you got two new clients so you could do it you know what I mean like (laughs) there's like little reward for yourself I love that Um, you just said you deserve this bitch Like, and that comes with an evolution, too. Like, in the beginning when I started my business, I was insane. The first month, I had no idea what I was doing. And it's a, and I constantly, like, I tell my girls, like, it's a wave. It's an up and down wave, an up and down wave. But that's what keeps you on your toes when you're doing something. When you are, like, creating a life that you want to live and creating a life of doing things that you want to do. It's an evolution wave of the highest highs and the lowest lows. And yep. you just got to, like, brave them out. Yeah, and I think that, yes, that's absolutely true within the creative realm. Within the creative realm, like, the ebb and flow, I feel you. But even, like, beyond that, like, that's like, that's just life. Yeah, that's life. That's life. You are, like... It's being a human being. Yeah, like, anyone listening to this, you know, you know, like, life goes in these ebbs and flows like she's talking about, and... You have like these, you know, where you feel like you're killing it and then you feel like you're dying. Like it's just, Uh (laughs) I've talked about that on the podcast before too. Um, And it's how as an entrepreneur, it is especially challenging when you're your own boss, but it is everyone. It is like the human condition. Like we are our own worst enemies. We go up and down, you know, and unless you're talking about having that conversation in your head, like. God, you suck, Vanessa. Like, what are you even doing? Like, we all do that. And we all have to be our, as much as we are our own biggest critics, we also have to be our own biggest support. 
You know, yeah, we have to be totally. our own biggest cheerleader at the same exact time. You know, there's that paradox of, yeah, you might be your biggest critic, but you also need to be your biggest fucking cheerleader. Like, mm-hmm. totally, totally. Because once again, you are your best and strongest, most important relationship you're ever going to have in your yes. life. The one that you have with yourself. Yes, I'm feeling fired up from this conversation. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> So you know what, guys? If you feel like you are mean to yourself, because we all are, you gotta also be your own biggest. Like, I'm hearing that song. What is you gotta that? Be a hype woman to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> be your own hype woman. That's another yeah. quotable. Yeah. Be your own hype woman. Write yeah. that down. Yeah, I should just send you a list of all of your quotables. That sounds great. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Okay, so. <clears throat> That's kind of like, okay, so we definitely talked about evolution of self-care and all that, all that jazz. I'm curious, um, you know, you are obviously a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And that this is like what you do. You, you know, are helping people to be stronger and more fit. And like you work with brides and like all that, all of that jazz. Um, I asked you a year ago about three of your favorite self-care tips and... What are, what are they for you now? Like, if you had to, like, tell someone, like, oh, this is, like, what I love to do. This is my self-care routine now. Like, these are my three fave tips. What would you say now? Like, what is present for you if I ask you that question? Mm. Um, get off your phone. That would be one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm. Do something mentally for yourself. Like, um, for example, like, when I journal... Um, that's kind of my mental thing when I write creatively, that's kind of my mental thing. And then do something physically for yourself too. Like I have made it a point the past few months of like every, every two weeks I get my nails done and every month I get a massage once a month. Like that's a physical aspect of self-care that I do. And you know, there's times like I had a massage scheduled last week and I did not want to go because all I wanted to do was like go home and go to bed. But I knew as soon as I went, like I would feel so much better. And I did. I felt so much better. And it's little things like forcing myself to get a manicure every two weeks. If you asked me that last year, I would laugh in your face because I'd be like, no, my nails are going to get messed up. There's no point. It's a waste of money. Since my birthday, I've like religiously gone and gotten my nails done every two weeks. And it's just such a little, it's a little thing that goes a long way. Mm. And they could, you know, people could so easily, I think there's like this slippery slope in like the, I'll call it like the self-care world or whatever. It's like a slippery slope of people being like, that's just like superficial. Like you don't need to get your nails done. You don't need to get a massage. Like you don't, you know, what that's not real self-care and then it's kind of like well what's real self-care like what you know then it's like you know what i'm saying like what constitutes his self-care people people that think that it goes back to like not really caring what other people think that's true that's part of self-care too is not really caring what other people think about you know the things that are important to you and that, yeah, if, if make if getting my nails done makes me happy and I can spend the money and I know I have it, like, God damn it, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not, I'm not being selfish or whatever. Like, you do you and I do me and that's it. Like, it, I don't know. It's like, you know, there's, again, like, 
people can be really judgmental, I think, within the self the self-help space. It's yeah. funny that they can be so judgmental in this space, which I feel like is the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And yet people can be um, very much judgy. And I, I just like that. I just like want to, like, and that's how I am too. Like even within the yoga space, I don't know, like my last two conversations about yoga, like I just want to bust through all of the, like, I don't know what it is, like judginess or like just like, I don't know. I don't know even. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, like, mm-hmm. just, like this whole thing is, like, you, I feel like when I think of Vanessa, like I said, I think of just being yourself. That's what you you are to me. It's just, like. Well, thank you. I hope, you know, and I, I really think, like I was saying, like, I feel more myself than I have in 30 years, but it's been, like, an evolution. It's a learned process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of things that you have to go through and, you know, people that you meet and people that you love and people that you lose. Um, it's definitely like an evolution on every aspect. So if I ask you to describe self-care in one word, what is it? Sleep. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> self-care in one word. <sighs> No, that's tough. I feel like last year when you asked me this, I had a tough time answering this too. I know what word you said, but I'm not going to tell you until you give me this year's word. Mm-hmm. Self care. Has to be a word. A word or a feeling. Like when I say self care, you say. I would say, do you? Do you? There you go. Do you, you take it any any way? You know? So last year you said plain old relaxation. Oh, yeah. That's something. And you've embodied that more, though, now. Like this year you've slowed down. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have. Yeah. So you kind of took that and relaxed. Subconsciously used it without realizing it. Yeah. And then this year you're doing you, like you said. Yeah. And that's been your self-care. Like at the end of the day... Doing you in all aspects of your life, that's been your self-care. Yeah, totally. That's like the thread. All right, let's do some rapid fire. All right, let's do it. Okay. In terms of self-care, I could be better at... (sighs) Eating better. (laughs) I know it's terrible to say as a personal trainer, but it's the truth. (laughs) I feel you. Me and and Brad... (laughs) We literally were like, we're going to Aruba next month, and I'm supposed to look the best I've ever looked in my life in July in a wedding dress, uh-huh. and I've been eating cookies and chocolate, and every night I have been... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I said to Alex before, I'm like, you don't care if we have leftovers, right, from like our Italian Easter and Passover on Saturday. Like, I'll probably just be eating leftovers all week, but whatever. <laughs> I have got to lay off the sweets, Vanessa. I need to lay off. It's Ugh. out of control. Just have one thing a day. That's it. Limit yourself. Uh, me and Brad were like, we're like, we're gonna do Monday through Friday, no sweets. God bless. Fail. <laughs> Fail. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I'm like, no, it'd only be the weekend that doesn't happen. 
Okay. Um, if I never had to do this again, it would be. Oh man. Um, if I never had to. Oh my gosh, this is a hard question. They've gotten harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know my answer is like always like laundry. Like I'm like laundry. I don't, oh god, I, thinking, if I never had to unload and load the dishwasher again, I'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I also that's a close second for me. Yeah, I feel like you know that um commercial that's like Dishes, laundry, dishes, laundry. Like, that's what I feel like my life is. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, milk chocolate or dark chocolate or not a chocolate person? Milk chocolate. Your team milk. Yeah. Okay. I am. All right. Um, do you have, like, a favorite crystal? My favorite crystal? Oh, there's so many, but I can honestly say clear quartz because it is like the like the be all of crystals in my mind Mm -hmm. it's -hmm. like such a good starter one but at the same time like whenever I do anything or I have my crystals in my I always have my clear quartz like I I carry one with me on red um just because it like clears everything it clears negativity it helps your creativity like it's just like the mother crystal to me Yeah. yeah and it's beautiful yeah all right, girlfriend. So can you please tell everyone where they can find bachata and barbells? Oh, well, you can find me. As we all know after this conversation, I'm on social media. So you can find me on Instagram um, at bachata and barbells. You can also check out my website, which has my blog. And that's www.bachataandbarbells.com. Um, and you can sign up for my newsletter which is linked right up to my website so if you go onto my website you'll have a pop-in where you can opt in um i send out a weekly newsletter i blog once a week i post on social media and if you are ever in the hoboken area you can find me throughout multiple gyms there um anywhere in the area and guys i really love her newsletter i've been getting it and the most recent one that i read was about Um, I won't give it all away, but basically the one that you did on putting fitness professionals on a pedestal, I really enjoyed that one. Good. I'm glad it was honestly like, it was so hard for me to write, but it was my favorite. I think I can honestly say like my favorite one that I ever wrote, like since I started my newsletter. Yeah. had a lot, you know, it was like very in, in me and people I surround myself with every day and friends of mine and people who I'm not friends with. So yeah, it was a, I put, I put my heart and soul into those things. Yeah, I could tell. And like I told you, that's why I responded and I like reply. I never really reply back to people's newsletters uh-huh. <laughs> and I did. I was like, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It brought us back together. I'm glad you did. Yeah, I, absolutely. And then I'm like, wait a minute, you need to be back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this finesse. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by the Journal Deck and our Self-Care Collective online membership, which is enrolling this week until Sunday, April 8th. And don't forget to tune in next week for part two of our one-year podcast anniversary reflections, 
where I'll be sharing my personal reflection on a year of podcasting and the biggest lessons learned. And if this podcast moved you in some way, I kindly ask you to rate and review it on iTunes. As always, your love and attention means the world to me. Until next time, I'm Alyssa Cousins, signing off for the Journal Deck. Music by Lee Rosevere.